Welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast, a show all about helping you as a retailer, brand, or creative understand the actual business side of running your business. I offer straightforward, practical advice about the nitty-gritty of making money from your creative passion. We will be covering bite-sized business and marketing lessons, as well as interviews with experts and trailblazers in the fashion, homewares, and design industries. My name is Melissa Robbins. I'm a business coach, colour-loving, non-coffee-drinking Melbourneian. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast. I am your host, Melissa Robbins, and I am so glad to have you here. Thank you for being here today, and thank you for lending me your ears and Um, I hope you enjoy the episode. What we're going to get into today is all about starting your product-based business and making sure you start the right way, make sure you get your foundations right, you know, from the very beginning, know you're on the right track. So this is about, you know, where to spend your money, where to spend your time when you first start on your business and, um, you know, what to focus on. Now, I know everyone starts from a different place and different uh, dollars in the bank, and I know I, I, I get that. Um, some have been, you know, some people have been saving for a long time and they've got heaps of money to outlay at the very beginning. Others are, you know, bootstrapping it and just sort of, you know, spending what they can when they can. So I'm not going to talk necessarily about numbers exactly today because everyone is going to be starting from a different um, stage, but I'm just sort of going to talk about the areas to focus on um, and the first five to focus on, you know, as you get going as you've either just launched or you're about to launch or if you've been going for a little while and then you're sort of not sure where to spend money next, then this may help you as well. So first of all, let's assume that you are starting a product-based business because that is, you know, who I do work with mostly as a business coach and who I work with in my memberships and group programs and stuff. They're all about product-based businesses, whether it be in fashion or homewares, um, lifestyle products, beauty. I've actually worked with quite a lot more beauty of late. Um, so, you know, they're all, all different artists and, and so on. So all different types of product-based businesses. I do have some service-based clients too. Um, and, you know, they're helping them build some awesome online offers and stuff like that too. Um, and But the reason I, you know, actually came across them was when they had a product-based business too. So that's how um, I started working with them as a combination. Anyway, I digress. Um, So products, let's talk about that. Now, if you have a product-based business, you're obviously going to need products. That is going to be one of the priorities to begin with. So I'm not going to include that in my top five, but I'm going to talk about that now um, just at the beginning that obviously that is where you're going to spend money at the very start. You know, whether you're getting your um, samples perfected or designed or manufactured that's where definitely where most of the money goes initially and you know whether you might need to have a you know minimum order of 10,000 units to start with um you might need to order 200 to start with if it's your higher value product so everyone's going to be different here and but you're obviously going to need if you're only working with a product-based business you're going to need product so that's obviously where you're going to spend your initial time getting your samples right getting your product you know refined um tested um, getting the branding right of what if you need a um, packet if that needs to be packaged your product then you're going to need to do your branding at the same time so those sort of things go hand in hand in that you're getting that right at the initial stages you know working with the manufacturer or working with someone who's going to get that um, outer packaging sorted for you so all of that sort of comes into that sort of same you know first point of call is your product and your branding of what that looks like that is something definitely where you would spend your initial money. 
You know, I have a client at the moment who is launching a children's soft toy with electronic components. So that's taken her quite a long time to get right and she's almost ready to launch it to market. So I'll be very excited when that happens, as as will she as well. You know, she had to search high and low for insurance and getting that accreditation, you know, and, and months of getting these components right for her product. So that is a completely different, you know, product to then if you're starting a fashion brand where you might start off with two or three um, styles because in, in one or two colours. So you, you're going to start your product journey in a different way to someone who's creating a whole new product as well. Another example of that was, you know, someone you might have seen on my Instagram showing showcasing a self-healing eye mask, Lula eye mask. Shout out to you girls. Um, and that's taken them many, many, many months um, to get their product right, get the packaging right. But when they launched to market, their product was ready and, you know, they sold, I think they've had some PR recently, which they sold 6,000 in the first um, first month or so. So, you know, getting that product right and getting it refined took them time. But then when they were ready to launch, they were ready to, to hit the ground running. All right. So, as I said, it's very important to get this um, product right to bring it to market and showcase its best self. Um, it's crucial for your brand, and you can always improve your packaging or branding and you know the product ca- uh, styles as you go. But it should be you know close to being ready when you actually launch. You obviously need to make sure that you have all your official business um, things ticked off as well. So like your tax details or ABN, um, which is free. So make sure you don't get caught out paying for that. Make sure you use the ATO links and things like that that are on ASIC or ATO to get through to where you need to go because the last time I checked it was, you know, $37 to register your business name for a year or $88 for three years. So don't pay more than that. Um, You will get random letters from agencies, which is apparently legal for them to send them to you and they'll ask you to pay your business name registration through them, but it ends up paying, ends up costing way more than what it actually should. Um. While you're obviously getting your product sorted, you would be starting to do things like your domain name and your Instagram handles, all those things, if you know, are the official financial things and tax obligations and, um, you know, registering your domain, all those sort of things you're going to do at the very start. So they're where you're going to, you know, get your setup ready and your product ready to launch. So after that, what do you need to do next? I strongly believe the first place you should spend money after you've done that, as I said, product and, you know, official things out of the way, is your photography and your imagery. If you can afford to get a professional photographer and you sort of almost can't afford not to, um, then you need to have lifestyle imagery taken, you know, whether it's if it's a product that needs to be on models and you need to make sure you have have models in wearing the actual items or styling the items, if it's homewares and you need to sort of have that set up in a in a styled location so it's going to showcase the product in its best um, best self, you know, how can you make that product look amazing and even better than what it does just by itself? So having those styled shots are crucial to sell the um, appeal of the product that you're selling. Your style shots can, you know, range anywhere from $500 up to $10,000 if you're going to um, go that hard. Um, you definitely do not need to spend that money at the start. Um, but budgeting around about $1,500 to $2,000 at the, at, you know, as a good starting point is well worth the investment. You need product fo- shots for your images as, sorry, for your product as well. Because all on your website, there's no point having just a product shot and not be able to sell the lifestyle or the appeal of the product 
and also in, in contrast, there's no point just having that lifestyle shot because then you can't also show details or specifics or scale of products too. So you need to have both of those. The product shots you might need, depending on your product, you know, a front image, a side image, a back, again, depends on what your product is, whether you need those or whether you just need a close-up or a packaging shot if it's beauty, that's often the case, or the product, um, you know, on a back white background showcasing whether it's, a you know, makeup or or glitter sunscreen or anything like that it could be. Um, so you need to have your product photography and you know styled shots need to be something you need to do at the very beginning and all the money you spend on this comes back to you it's it's a good return on investment so the money you spend here can help you sell your products online when you're launching to market it can help you get um, PR it can help you get you know media because you've got this imagery for people to show and and showcase on whether it's in magazines or whether it's in print or whether it's on tv uh, and you also, that's also counts towards, you know, if you want to wholesale your products too, the better your photography is, the better your imagery is to showcase your product, then the greater chance you've got of getting more stockists and more stores if that is the case as well. So the money you spend here is is going to give you a return on investment. So it's well worth, um, you know, looking at that dollars spent as, as a must do at the very beginning. When you're doing it too, also try and think about, you know, how you can incorporate some um, video content in there too. So whether that's you capturing behind the scenes or whether that's part of your package, definitely look at trying to get some video footage while you're doing a photo shoot at the same time. That can be really great for ongoing content later on in your marketing as well. Right, number two on where to spend money at the start is on your website. Now, if you've not already listened to my previous episode on why I believe Shopify is the best choice for product-based businesses, then you should go ahead and listen to that. The starting price for a year is under $500 Australian. That's for the free version. If you're buying a theme, it may be extra money, um, which you know, starting again there is $180 US dollars, so a cup $300 maybe for your website. So I personally think this is a bargain to get going. Um, you can you can do it yourself if you're not tech technically um, advanced enough to do that you can hire Shopify people to load up your products and everything for you but the basic themes that you get or the themes that you buy have so much already included in it and make it just a no-brainer to get started in e-commerce. If you haven't already heard my story about you know when I started in e-commerce back in well way back in 2003 um, which is obviously almost 20 years ago um, you know my sister and I had the children's wear brand Moppet and you know we pretty early adopters in getting online in the first place it was pretty unusual to actually sell online back then and people did think we were crazy and that no one would actually buy online but but they did um, clearly so I think my sister built the website at the time which is on Dreamweaver and I don't know it had to be all coded and you know all that sort of stuff done then we wanted it to be, as we as we advanced though, we wanted it to be a bit flashier and that meant including the um, flash, which was the animated version so we could have like little, we had little coloured bouncing balls going around and when you tapped on them, they moved across the screen and stuff like that. Anyway, for us to get that done, we actually had to spend $30,000 on a um, d- website designer to actually get that done for us, which was insane. It definitely wasn't something we had um in our back pocket so we actually got a government grant for it at the time which was amazing and um yeah but it took that much money to get the best website and to get you know the 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 products looking the best on the website 
you know, but the thing was as well, every change that they we had to make, not in the products, but in say we wanted to add a new stockers to our website and stuff like that, they had to do for us. So it was cost so much money every time we wanted to do something. It was quite ridiculous in the end. It just could end up costing us so much. So when I hear people complain about $29 US a month for Shopify to get started, I'm like, okay, that that is really not much money at all. And I really think if you're serious about having an e-commerce store and you want it to actually scale and, you know, bring in an income for you or replace an income for you, then that is, this is the way, that's the way to go. It's such a, you know, easy way to get started. As I said, um, it connects payment systems for you. It connects to email systems, you know, integrates with them seamlessly. You get, you know, really good reporting. Uh, it's, they're functional websites as well as aesthetically pleasing. So sometimes there's that fine line between designers might, you know, create the most beautiful looking website, but functionally it doesn't actually sell or convert. So that is a, you know, really important element to make sure that you're you're covering as well. And and obviously not every Shopify website converts high amount, high rates but they're definitely set up in a way that and they move with the times and always adding new things that moves with the times of what e-commerce is looking for so right now obviously there's more trend to have bigger imagery bigger photos um you know full screen imagery across um if it's desktop you know the full way across and then mobile it's going to be very mobile friendly because obviously the high numbers of traffic that you get from mobile shopify does that really simply and easily so i i personally think that that is the way to go and at the start obviously you want to spend time optimizing your website so that it does get those high conversions of ideally you're looking for at least three percent on your conversion rate for all your traffic coming to your website Number three is to spend money on your packaging. Now, packaging can act as a salesperson for you. Um, when, the you know, online it can sell the product by the way visually it appeals to people. On a shelf, if you're um, selling to other product, other stores, it can actually sell for you. So it adds quality and credibility and it can be the reason, you know, people buy your product in the first place. I always think back to the... The product I bought, I don't know, it must have been about a year ago, or maybe maybe longer now. Um, the soy milk, happy soy boy. So it's a, the cutest, um, you know, pink packaging with sort of blue, you know, contrast color on there. And that is totally why I bought the product in the first place. I I loved the packaging; it was cute, it appealed to me. And, you know, that's why I kept, it's not the reason I kept buying it because obviously once you buy a product, if it's no good, you wouldn't rebuy it. But that got me in, the packaging is what got me there. And then the actual quality of the product is why I've kept going back. So, you know, that can be the decision of why someone tests out, why someone picks up your product in the first place. And we all know that appeal on, you know, the supermarket shelves of which things are visually appealing, you're probably going to be um, drawn towards more. When you've got different products that you aren't necessarily uh you know on a supermarket shelf and things like that it may just be about the the shiny object or the the bold colors of what's attracting you so making sure that you're investing in your packaging um because it can just be the difference between you know a a buy or not or you know add to cart or not now not every product needs external packaging. Obviously, if you're selling something like fashion, it may not be a 
box that it comes in or the you know outer packaging but it might be about the details of your product so the swing tag care labels you know side hang tags flag labels those things might be what appeal to the customer or make that brand stand out if it's on a shelf you know in a in a store and stuff like that too so that can be uh, make a big difference your packaging also can tell your story about your brand or how to use a product too so by having the right um, outer packaging for your product it can really explain um, how to use it when to use it um, you know what the ingredients are all those sort of things can really make a big difference to that purchase purchasing decision because people understand you know, what the product's all about without having to ask anyone. So you're giving them all the information for them to be able to make that decision. So it could it could be about your story or it could also all be about how to use the product or what's included in that item that you're actually selling. You know, uh, everyone's probably looked at, you know, there's so many different jewellery brands on the market. The difference in packaging can really make that difference to what how the product sells and if it's if perceived value too. So it can go from looking like, you know, if it's got a, a cheap sort of, you know, cardboard backing a business card or something, that uh, it may be, you know, $29 that you pay for it. By adding that extra packaging, um, and this depends on the product, obviously, it could stand out to, you know, then sell for $89 instead of $29 because of the way it's packaged. And again, it completely depends on the type of product and depends on the target market that you're aiming for. You don't want to overdo packaging because definitely people would rather pay less and get the same product, you know, for not having to pay for the packaging. But it, you know, should be a consideration in your product and consideration of how it's going to present on a shelf or how it's going to be um, delivered to the customer. What's their experience going to be like by having either opening that packaging or, um, you know, seeing that packaging on the shelf and that makes a decision of why they're going to buy it or not. I recently purchased the um, the single-use soap, um, single-use ain't sexy. So it's a little soap tablets that you drop into a recycled glass bottle that they send you. And, you know, the actual product is very simple. The packaging is very simple. It's not overly expensive, but it's all personalized and it all adds to that customer journey. And I'll just, I'll share a little video on my Instagram of um, opening it and I'm sure you can just look at their Instagram as well and just look at that whole experience. But it makes you want to share that whole experience when you get this product because the packaging is so thought out and, um, you know, really makes you feel, it actually talks to you as a person. So the copy, the copy that they use on the packaging is so um, personalized and sort of makes you feel like someone's talking to you. A great example of that too actually is Frank Body. If I don't know if anyone's had that or, you know, saw them when they first entered the market, but the way that they, the packaging had a personality really spoke to you um, and felt like someone was talking straight to you. So it's a great the way um, when I see products do that, I just love it. Go to skincare is perfect for that too. She does such a great, um, they do great, such a great, you know, example of personalized, um, you know, the actual experience of when you're buying or looking, the, the product is speaking to you almost. Other examples are, you know, things like obviously acne, um, their packaging, you know, really stands out. People know when that is is from that particular brand. PE Nation, all those things, you know, their packaging and their their customer experience when you buy the product really makes a big difference to how you invest in it and how you feel about a brand afterwards as well. 
All right, now we are, here we are at number four, which is I think you need to spend money getting all your tech and your back-end sort of stuff set up properly. So stuff like making sure that your website has your Google Analytics set up, it makes sure it has connected, make sure that you have your Facebook pixel set up properly, your Facebook page Make sure all those things are set up correctly at the start because the more you can start um, capturing your audience, you know, using your website, finding you or, you know, looking at what Google searches come up or where people have come to your website from, all that information can really help you you know, make decisions in the future about what you're going to spend on Google ads or where you're going to try and, you know, what what keywords you're going to focus on if you, in your advertising or how you're going to, what sort of social media works really well with what video content you put out. You can see which people track and watch things longer. So all that sort of back-end stuff will help you later on as a brand if you get it set up properly at the very start. Another thing I talked about in my um, membership the other day, which I showed everyone through, is things like the tracking data and pixels that you can put on your website, like Hotjar. So you can then start to see what behavior and what things people are doing on your website and see where you might be, you know, they might be stalled or they might be um, pausing or leaving your website. All these things are um, great to sort of help you refine and improve things on your, you know, online as well. So whether you spend money on Google, you know, Google ads or Facebook ads at the start, that's, you know, at least if you've got this information here, when you are ready for that, you are in a um, much better position to, to have more effect with that as well. Within this category, I'll also include SEO. So if you can make sure that your website starts strong there, then it's going to be a huge benefit. And you don't need to spend lots of money to, you know, have an SEO agency to do everything for you and pay them per month. You can definitely get it done at the start DIY style. And there's lots of people that can help with that sort of thing. Or even, you know, you can do your own courses and stuff like that too, which can be great. I'll link um, ones that I suggest in the show notes too. So people like Kate Toon does great starter course and really help you figure out, you know, what what it, what, what SEO means and how to, how to actually have your website set up in the right way. So the last one I'm going to talk about here today is number five, and that is marketing and PR. Now, once you have all those other things in place, um, you can start getting someone to help promote your, you know, your brand, your product get you working on, you know, what your marketing strategy is and how you're going to achieve the sales that you're after. So whether it is, you know, spending on ads or whether it's working with influencers or, you know, um, thinking of some collaborations that you might do or whether you hire a PR agency to, you know, get your product out there more, it's going to look different for everyone. depends on what your product is and who your market is and where their attention is. So you want to be trying to get more eyes on your product and more people coming to your website, more traffic. So that's really going to depend on who your target market is, where they are, where they spend their time, and therefore you trying to get in front of them. So um, whether you, you know, do it yourself at the start in terms of you might just be working on your own social media, that may be a skill set for you, that may be something that you're really good at and you love, so you'll do it all yourself and try and get that um, exposure for your brand or product, or whether, you know, you may hire a PR company to sort of get some stuff out there and, you know, hit the ground running or, um, you know, start with a bang if you can get in front of you know, some top influencers or, or use like, you know, send your products to 50 micro influencers, whatever it might be. Having that as a focus is the way that you're going to get 
those other things that you've already done, your photography, your website, and you know your, your back end and all that stuff will come into play when you're getting more eyes on your um, on your product. So to summarize, um, as you know, things that we should be focusing on when you are starting your brand and or after you've launched and you want to sort of make sure you're putting your money in the right places, you should definitely invest in your imagery, your website, um, number three, packaging, number four, technical setup and um, SEO website stuff, number five, marketing PR. I hope this helps you figure out what to do next and, you know, move you forward in your product-based business journey. It can definitely be a fun one. It can be, you know, involve lots of freedoms and exciting times, but it also can be extremely overwhelming. There's lots of tasks, lots of things to do, but knowing what to do first or, you know, what to invest in is really crucial. So these are all the things that we talk about in my wholesale group program, you know, which aims to get your brand into more stores and manage the wholesale. And then also I have the um, membership, the Lotco Collective membership, which is all, which is for retail stores and brands that have retail stores, really help you figure out, you know, where to spend your time, what to invest in, how to help you with the practical side of all that, that those things as well. And really, you know, sort of almost hold your hand along the journey so that you've got someone and you've got support groups in, in place to, you know, bounce ideas off and to ask questions um, with as well. So I look forward to speaking with you all soon again and um, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Lotco Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes as they are released. And I'd be so, so grateful for a review on Apple Podcast. If you would like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, please jump onto my website at thelotco.com.au forward slash podcast. Have an amazing week and I look forward to chatting to you again soon.